Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. It's Storm and Ricardo bringing you the netballing moments that matter. Center pass in focus on SENZ. Yeah, welcome into Centre Pass in Focus. Uh, no Ricardo Manaya in his seat, uh, but Storm in her regular seat. G'day Storm, how are you getting on? I've actually moved one seat to the right. Could you just move back? And I'm a little bit closer to you and it feels kind of weird. Yeah. The headphones weren't plugged in on my normal seat, so here I am. Move my to the mountain, yeah, I like it. Um, <laughs> plenty going on in the in the netball world. And, and plenty going on in the Storm Purvis world. I feel like uh, every time I turn any coverage of any uh, sport, particularly netball, it's it's you on everything. How do you find time, mate? What's that What's that? Um, that movie? Um, Bruce Almighty. No, no, Bruce Almighty. <laughs> <laughs> when he just ends up everywhere. Um, everywhere all at once. There's just netball happening a lot at the moment so that's why you keep seeing me everywhere and I'm glad to hear that your TV is tuned in to netball coverage there Manaya. Oh day in day out mate. You're prepared for the show. Yeah look it's been busy been busy but um, it's good I love it I love it it's kind of almost feels anticlimactic that we're all going to be done on Sunday. Like I know. Elimination final tomorrow grand final on Sunday and that's that. And I feel like winter's only just starting. I know. Well, obviously, being a Commonwealth Games year, they've had to um, bring the season forward. Of course. So don't worry, guys. When Sunday's over, we're going to have plenty to talk about um, in the international department. Brilliant. Well, there were four games um, between the last time you were in the studio, um, as you and I both know. Ben mm. Francis uh, threw the other side of the glass, unfortunately. <laughs> He knew as well. Do you know what? He said three games and he just failed to mention the Saturday game, the last game of the round, which was unfortunately a dead rubber. Dead rubber. Between the Magic and the Steel. So I'm happy to just not talk about that one. I love a good dead rubber. (laughs) I think they're one of the funniest anomalies in sports. Why do we do them? They're an injury risk. I don't understand. Uh, I don't know. Money, dude. No one's got Money any, makes the world go round. No one's got anything to play for. But <laughs> um, but however, we digress. The Pulse uh, trouncing the Northern Mystics uh, 58-40. So this was an important game. This is the game I hyped up last week. So I was really mm-hmm. disappointed to see that it was such a pantsing um, by the Pulse. Uh, 58-40. Look, they, the Mystics still were without Grace and Wiki. And they were also without four, three of their mid-quarters. And there's only three mid-court positions in a team of seven on, on an equal court. So they were kind of up the creek without a paddle a little bit. Um, was this in. the game to separate the top three who were also, knotted? This was the game who was going to decide who was going to host the grand final. Yep. So the Stars had already locked in their elimination final. Um, everyone was on equal points. So the Mystics were either going to go ahead and win and the Pulse were going to come third, or it was going to be the other way around. Um, so there was a lot riding on this game, but I could kind of tell as soon as we saw the starting lineup from the Mystics that they had pull, uh, pulled in all these ring-ins, you know, NNL players, and no Grace Mickey, that they were kind of lying down and just saying, let's get this one out of the way, worry about getting our girls back for the elimination final, which is tomorrow night. So, yeah, Pulse really blew them out of the water. What I loved... Well, I don't know if I loved this, but the most fascinating point of that game, moment of that game, sorry, was that Helene Wilson threw Phoenix Kataka, who's you know a great Silver Ferns defender, into goal shoot again, even though that didn't work with uh, work for her a couple of rounds ago, um, up against the Stars, I think it was. And I mean, I love to see it. Phoenix mm-hmm. is a, a tall, 
you know, and, and solid unit. So she replicates Grace and Weekend that way in that circle that there's a target out the yeah. back. But she hasn't shot since high school, maybe a couple of years post high school. Never um, leaves you though, does it? Um, she shot one from three at 33%. Sometimes it leaves you, doesn't Sometimes it? Sometimes it leaves you. Like, uh, the ball movement was great and it was exciting to see and I get what Helene Wilson is trying to replicate if it came down to, um, you know, Grace Mickey still not being available for these finals. Right. And she needs and to this is how we play. Let's not change the whole the way ho- that we play. Exactly, exactly. So I totally get it. Um, but, you know, Phoenix is one of the country's best goal defenders for a reason. So I think we just leave her down that end of the court. You don't have to, you don't have to uh, wonder what the, what the thought process was because Helene Wilson's going to be joining us later on in the I show. Know, so. I feel like she won't appreciate me asking her about that, but we'll see. Okay. Wish me luck. If you want to, I'll ask <laughs> yeah, her. Yeah, you can ask. Um, I, would it be fair to... S- I mean, they've been accused, haven't they, the Mystics, of being a, a, a one-player team to a degree? Yeah. Is that fair, do you think? It is. We talked about this a bit last week as well. If you take the key player out of every single team across the country, they are going to struggle a lot. Um, you just had to look at the tactics this year. They actually finished bottom of the table with the Magic getting that dead rubber win. There you go. Hey, That's what they were playing, That's what playing for. They finished fifth, not sixth. Uh, that went down to the poor tactics, and they were just without Jane Watson, who's superstar goalkeeper for the Silver Ferns, um, had a baby this year. And they were terrible. They went from being back-to-back grand finalists last year to finishing bottom of the table. And they had a whole off-season and season to prep without being, uh, sorry, for being without her. Yeah. The Mystics, that happened randomly and, you know, towards the end of the season. They didn't have time to prep. They were being on this massive winning streak and playing some beautiful netball, and that happened to them kind of out of the blue. So, yes, one-trick pony in a way, but it's not just any player being pulled out. Like, Grace Nwicky is the player of New yeah. Zealand netball at the moment. So, I mean, you can criticise that them for that all you want, but if you took Maya Wilson out of the stars, I'm sure the same thing would happen. Yeah, absolutely. Um, the next game on the roster, Northern Stars, as we just mentioned. Um, another trouncing, really, is Southern Steel by 20. Yeah, that, that was a great game, actually. And the Stars had the back-to-back games Wednesday and Thursday night. Um, that game cemented that they were hosting the elimination final. They actually needed to beat both the Magic and the Steel by around 20 if they had any chance of hosting the grand final. They knew that wasn't going to happen after they only beat the Magic by four, I think, on Wednesday. So mm. for them to come out on Saturday, uh, sorry, on Thursday and play the way they did against the Steel was awesome to see. Another game at home, um, Bruce Pullman Arena out in Tuckanini goes off at the moment. It's a great place to play netball and a great place to go and watch netball. So, you know, they um, they got right behind their home crowd and vice versa. And it was actually very fun to watch. And, you know, a little, little tease for you, quite a few of the Stars players uh, are in my top seven this week. Is which that we'll right? do later in the show. Okay. Yeah. Um, I was just talking to Carmo before on um, Chiefs Manor before you came in just about uh, home court advantage. And how big that is in rugby. How big is home court advantage in netball? I would say it's pretty big. Um, it, but it also de- it depends on the stadium. And it depends on whether your fans show up or not. I think some people like waking up in their own bed on the morning, doing their own sort of routine and processes in the morning. Some players really like travelling and going away. Um, and, you know, that whole having a mo- uh, time to, you know, build up some camaraderie within your team and do that fun stuff about being on the road. Yeah, So like being at school camp again. Like being at school camp again. I never really bought into it, but I totally understand why some players or teams would. Yeah, I, I would love to know. Someone do their thesis on it. Like, I'd love to know if there actually is. I mean, it affects, it affects results. Yeah, statistically there is, I guess, There's right? something happening so there. So something's happening there. 
Um, but is it just that know. when you do something good, you're expecting some sort of feedback from the crowd, and you don't get it? And, yeah. and that well, when games are tight, home crowds are huge. Like you just have to go down to Stadium Southland. IOT Stadium Southland yeah. in Vicargo to know that I've been dunked on down there. Yeah, I bet you have. <laughs> uh, you just, you know, when the going gets tough, that crowd will start screaming, and every single pass you do is amazing, and they make you feel like a million bucks, and that gets your confidence up. Or any little tip of the ball, you know, they're roaring, and it's like, okay, this next play, I'm going to get the ball. You know, like I, I, they believe in me, I can do it. Yeah. So, from from that um, perspective, for sure, I guess it does. Um, netball at the moment, like COVID, everything happening. We've got Wednesday night games, Tuesday night games. The crowds haven't been packed to the rafters. No. So and a lot of the teams have been playing with oh, the local YMCA just, just to exactly, get by. Exactly, yeah. exactly. So, um, yeah, like I'm sure there is. We'll see on Wednesday, tomorrow night is the big match. Uh, Stars and Mystics, the elimination final, you know, that's being played in Auckland. Both teams are from Auckland. Just before we get to that, we've had a message here through uh, Twitter. Mark has sent this one in. Mm. Hi, Storm and Manaya. Uh, Mark from Sydney here. Great show tonight. Already. We're eight minutes in. Love it. Um, hey, you, Mark. I feel my favourite team, the Tactics, need taller players on offence to have more success next season. Thoughts on that, Storm? Look, I, I hate to kind of rubbish your opinion there, Mark, but... The Tactics probably had the tallest shooting circle in the competition this year with um, Ellie Bird and Tapias Selby Rickett. I'd say what they need is just a little more depth on the bench so that they can mix it up. Like when the tall, lofty game isn't working for them, um, I think they need to be able to bring on a firecracker goal shoot or goal attack that can come in and just mix the game up a little bit. I totally agree with you, Mark, that something needs to change down that Tactics attacking end. Um and, you know, they actually finished their season a week ago, so they didn't even get to play this round. They're already halfway to Queenstown on <laughs> celebrating their Mad Monday um, <laughs> expedition. So, it's a Cancun. Yeah, look, I have heard whispers of some pretty big player movements happening in the oh. season, and I'm not going to say anything here. You're not going to break them here on Centre Pass Sorry to do that all to you guys, but just keep an eye on that tactics roster. Someone might be coming your way. And uh, that's all I'll say about that. Is that person sitting in the studio right now? No. I didn't make the squad? No. <laughs> <laughs> okay. Oh, Sorry well. to disappoint. I'll keep, I'll keep my head down and keep training. Um, do we want to go through the, uh, the, the first of the two uh, Stars games, the 58-54 beating of Waikato Bay of Plenty Magic? Look, I, I want to talk about the Magic holistically, I guess. Like, to only lose to the Stars by four at home at Bruce Pullman Arena in Takanini. Um <laughs> Pretty good showing by the Magic, and obviously um, we touched on it. They... Pounced the steel. Pounced the steel? Trounced. <laughs> Trounded? They pounced on the steel. And, um, you know, the steel were competitive right up until this last round. So uh, Magic have finished on a real high this season, which is really nice because we I kind of bagged them all year on this show a little bit about not playing to their potential and clearly something had been wrong with their recruitment. Um, but they finally had all their players available to them. Um, Amelia and Ekinasio, Bailey Mez, just playing outstanding netball down that shooting in towards the end there. The kind of pole opposite to what the, the tactics play, and even the mystics really. Like, they both both can shoot from anywhere, both incredibly athletic and a lot of fun to watch. So You say yes. can shoot from anywhere. Bailey Mears can shoot from the wrong side of the hoop. Yeah. Oh, my God. How many times did we see her do that? That's ridiculous. I think maybe three or four times this season she would have been falling out over the baseline and literally throwing hope the ball up into the air and it would go cleanly through the hoop. So she's got superpowers, that oh. lady. Um, but nice to see them finish strongly. And I would say, you know, watch out for the magic next year. I think if they can keep the seven together, 
um, and everyone was kind of bagging their recruitment at the beginning of the year, but they showed us, you know, once they, they had the worst cards dealt when it came to COVID availability. So once they got themselves um, together and had all seven or all 10 players available, sorry, they actually did really, really well, I thought. Um, Liana Debrain, another one who has been um, putting her hand up and helping out for some of these depleted sides. What a wild season for her. Oh, my God, tell me about it. Magic stars, magic stars. Uh, she was giving me whiplash, kind of jumping <laughs> between the two. But uh, she is like a magic stalwart. And when she's on the court for the magic, everyone around her just played better. So that was really cool to see, particularly in, um, against the Steel on Saturday night. Well, I'm looking forward to hearing your uh, team of the week. We'll be delving into that later on in the show. Uh, plus, coming up in just a few moments' time after the sad break, uh, we have got Helene Wilson on uh, on the show. Welcome back into Centre Pass in Focus. Uh, it's just gone 8.16 for your Tuesday evening. Manaya in studio for Ricardo alongside... Uh, Storm Purvis, as she is every week, and it is our pleasure to join, uh, to welcome into the show, Helene Wilson from the Mystics. Uh, how are you, Helene? I'm good, thank you. Thanks for having me. No, thank you for joining us, Lenny. A big day today. Uh, Mystics holding a media stand-up at about 3pm. I couldn't quite make it, but I have yeah. heard whispers. What was that announcement about, please? So um, we were just making sure everybody was aware that Grace Wickey will be playing for us tomorrow in the elimination final. Well, there you go. How fed up were you uh, with people asking you that every time they saw you? <laughs> yeah, it, it's been um, it's been an interesting time, and um, you know, obviously because of her role as a golf shoe and she is a pro- prolific shooter. Um, she's important to our team, but we, we forget that we need seven people to win a game of netball, mm. and um, Grace is one of those that we need to, yeah. Yes, she is. She's not the only one who's been missing for a couple of weeks, um, Helene. We've also had a few COVID cases roaming around in your midcourt in particular. Can you give us any update on how those girls are sitting at the moment? Yeah, yeah. Um, they are... Uh, Three of the four will be playing tomorrow. One's still on her return to play plan. So it's pretty good um, to to have them back. And we had some handy fill-ins on Friday. So we've got um, Ariana Cable-Dixon coming up to play for us as well. Oh, great. Well, she was fantastic for, um, for you guys, I thought, against the Pulse on Friday night. And, of course, we had a fantastic season with the Magic last year. Um, Helene, has it been hard these last few weeks, I guess, going from... Just about a guaranteed home final. I mean, that's the way you guys were tracking to now being in a do or die situation tomorrow night against the Stars. Yeah, obviously it's not the situation we wanted to be in. And um, you have to find the silver linings, I think, Storm, with, with what life throws at you because it's been something that's been out of our control. So I think the good thing that has happened over the last three weeks is we've been able to sort out some stuff that we wanted to get right without Grace on the court. So I'm pretty confident after training last night that um, when we get our mid-court back on, with Grace back on the court, we'll have um, higher possession rate and better quality ball into the shooters just because we've had to work so hard to get ball into our shooting circle. Great, and I don't I don't mean to make this all about Grace, and we will talk about other things um, after this question as well, but how is Grace feeling? Because I know there's been a lot of talk about this being her first big injury, um, maybe feeling a lot of pressure, knowing that there's also ferns later in the year, you know, coming back after, you know, the Mystics have had a tough few games. Um, how is she feeling about yeah. tomorrow night? 
Yeah, no, she's feeling quite excited and confident to, to play. And obviously it has been her first injury, but I think the first thing that we did was when you get injured and you come back, it's ensuring you know how much risk there is to cause further injury. And she, there's minimal risk. So her ankle's healed really well. Um, it's really strong. Um, so now it's just about confidence of playing. And I think she's really excited to get back on the court just because of, you know, you train really hard to play in finals. So I think it's a positive thing. And, and the girls have wrapped themselves around her and supported her to get back. I know she spent a lot of time in the pool. And I know from experience that you're a big fan of the water <laughs> training, uh, Helene. Can you talk us through that a little bit? Yeah, absolutely. So um, when she first did her injury, obviously we get them in the pool because it can offload some of the, the pressure on the ankle. So just to keep her fit and keep her ticking over um, and doing some of her rehab in the pool. But once she gets um, the tick box to start changing direction and, and keeping her mobile, we chuck the ball in there and she starts mimicking and playing netball in the pool. But what it does is it keeps the ankle compressed to keep the swelling down and also takes the load off her ankle. So it's like playing netball in the air rather than playing on the ground fully. So it enables us to get them back fully fit for netball quicker. How much did Phoenix Karaka slip you after the game for that little goal shoot cameo again on Saturday? <laughs> yeah, yeah, she um, she was really confident to go in the circle and, and happy to do so for the team. So... Um, glad that we tried it in that game because it's really important to know um, what your options are going into elimination final in case Grace Wiki wasn't cleared. Um, so we're likely to see her down the defence end again this week now that Grace is playing. Fantastic. And we'll talk about this elimination final tomorrow. Helene, what are you expecting from the Stars? They're clearly on a bit of a uh, roll themselves at the moment with a couple of good performances um, they'll be coming off the back of. Yeah, well, um, they have been playing well and excited to play against them because we weren't happy with our last performance against them. So, um, yeah, there'll be lots of speed, I'm sure, down the attack end. And I think some of the key things we need to do is shut down the, the speed of Gina Crampton and Jamie Hume at the front and the, the amount of volume of ball delivery into Meyer in the back. So defensively, we'll be looking to do that. Um, and then on a um, on attack, um, our defense sorry uh, our attack need to make sure we don't give their defense um, opportunity to turn over ball and gain ball off us. Obviously, um, Ali Timu's been picking up a lot of ball, but it's quite clear we should go for ball and what they're setting up defensively. So we've been practicing how we retain possession and shift the ball around where they want to pick it up. I know you're um, a big fan of uh, developing you know, the netball in this region and developing the players within this region, you know, the do or die element aside, how excited are you to be in this sort of situation in a, in a finals game up against your sisters across the Bridge of the Stars? Oh, really excited. And um, Kerry and I have always said we would love to have a final where the Stars are playing the Mystics. And it's not the grand final, unfortunately, but still to be in the elimination final, that's awesome. And, you know, all of these players have know each other so well they've grown up playing with each other and against each other and have played in the mystics and the stars as well so i just think whenever we play each other it's really quality netball um it's played at speed there's lots of intercepts lots of um goals scored so just really excited to get out there and play a quality side and just uh put a better performance out there than what we did last time 
And the other big news coming out of Mystics Camp recently, Lenny, is that you are moving on. You're um, hanging up your, your Mystics boots, so to speak. Um, congratulations on that and all the best for your next move. But has there been any sort of back um, background movements in the coach department for 2023? Um, no, I, I, I don't know about any movement in the coach department yet. I think um, they're getting the applications underway. Um, and, you know, we'll be going through a process to appoint the new head coach. But um, in the meantime, until that person's appointed, there's two quality coaches here at Mystics with Pia Winokere and Rob Wright being able to um, take over the reins when I leave. So really confident that the transition will happen as, as smoothly as possible. She tried to catch you out there. She's a hard-hitting journalist <laughs> as, our, as our storm. You handled it uh, very <laughs> diplomatically. Uh, Helene Wilson, thank you very much for your time this evening and best of luck for tomorrow. Thank you. Thanks very much, mate. That was, that was great, Storm. I, I, I liked how you snuck that one in at the end there. Helene's actually come up to me once before and been like, I forget that you're media because sometimes we'll just be chatting away like old times and then, yeah. um, you know, she'll say something. She'll be like, oh, <laughs> maybe just, you know, leave that out. I, I forget. So I thought I'd try again. It was just me and her talking there for a while. You went quiet in the corner of the room. So I thought maybe she, you know. A lot of administration to run uh, over I here know, on the, on the side. I'm, I'm actually putting together your uh, your team of the week for you because I know Ooh. you forgot. So uh, I've put some spicy ones in there for you and we're going to go through those uh, just after these ads. Yeah, welcome back into Centre Pass uh, on SENZ, Manaya and Storm in the studio. Uh, we're talking before a bit of a battle of the bridge, isn't it? It um, is. Coming up tomorrow night. It um, is the battle of the bridge. And right now it's time for Storm to burn bridges um, with everyone's favourite segment, how this has just become the unofficial theme song. Yeah, no, I like it. You're this, new here, aren't you? No, this is a theme song for something else on the basketball show as well. This is what has freaked me out. Is there a secret guest coming up? Okay, good. That threw me off. All right, it's time to go through Storm's uh, team of the week. Okay. Now, I'm annoyed at myself for not asking Helene Wilson about this player that I've chosen as my goal shoot, even though we did speak to her for about 10 minutes about one particular goal shoot. <laughs> this week, it's another grace... Grace Namina. Who, you say? You're all saying that. Well, she filled in for the Mystics uh, on Friday night against the Pulse, up against, at Goshoot, up against my favourite player in the competition, Kelly Jury. We almost need like a Kelly Jury bell on the show every time I say your name. Yep. Like, there she goes again. Anyway, Grace Namina. Not, not a no-name, that's harsh, but someone who plays in the NNL League, the league below. Mm -hmm. um, she's a full-time lawyer down in Wellington, I think. Some people just got it all, don't they? Oh, my gosh. She came on, and she shot 32 goals for the Mystics. Didn't even play the full game at goal shoot. Um, shooting at 86% accuracy. She's, you know, maybe close to half a head shorter than me. Kelly Jury is close to half a head taller than me. And is she's Kelly Jury that tall? She's tall. Wow. You mean a 90-something. Yeah. She doesn't move like someone that tall. I, no, then that's been the awesome part about her game this season mm. is that she is moving so much better now. Um, and she's in proportion, you know, so she just looks. Doesn't look, yeah. You know. <laughs> anyway, this isn't about Kelly Drew. No. This is about Grace Namina, my goal shoot of the week. Uh, if she doesn't pick up, pick up a full-time contract somewhere next, next season, I'll be very surprised. So go, girl. Really put your hand up. All right, um, position number two. Goal attack. And someone who I just found out is your favourite netball player. Yeah? Bailey Mears. Bailey Mears. Well, she was until you told me her nickname, and, and now, I, <laughs> now I feel like I have to drop it. No, I'm a big fan of Bailey Mears. She just has uh, 
I'm I'm convinced it's a tactic, the shooting from the wrong side of the hoop. I mm. think that uh, more players, more teams need to be investigating that mm. as, as a strategy. I just don't think that's true. It's, if it happened once, sure. I, that is the weird thing, right? It's happened like three or four times this season. It's too fluent as well. One of them was a swish. It's, it can't be a fluke. It's weird. It is weird. Uh, you can't sh- tell me she's throwing the ball back into someone else. I really think that's her intentions. I don't know. We need to get Bailey Mears on the show. We do. Gosh, we've missed a trick there. Um, unfortunately, she plays for the Magic, who finished fifth of the season and are irrelevant in this show going forward. Sorry, Bailey Mears. But 85, 83% in her two matches. Stats. Um, stats. I just love watching her play. And she's moved to the Magic from the Mystics, where you know she didn't have the happiest of times last season. Really revived herself. And I say this every week, her combination with Amelia and Ekinasio so much fun to watch. Where are we going back to now? Wing attack? Wing attack. It's actually Gina Crampton, um, who I've picked quite a lot recently, I think. Ben's typing away, trying to figure out who who I pick every week. But yeah, Gina Crampton, look, um, she was being not heavily criticised, but you know, questions were being asked of her play at the beginning of the season. And over the last sort of four rounds, maybe, I mean, she's probably picked up four MVPs in those, in those matches. Uh, her combination and her feeds into Maya Wilson are phenomenal. Um, 56 feeds in one game, 57 in the other. That's at least 10 or 15 more than anyone else on the court. So she's just a ball hog, speedy. Um, you know, she's the Silver Ferns captain at the yeah. moment and a huge leader. I was going to ask that, like, you mentioned a little bit of criticism around form. Is that because of the form that she's had for the last wee while? Totally. It's, yeah. it's the expectations on her shoulder that, you know, we need our senior Silver Ferns to be playing really well at the moment. It's the Commonwealth Games year. Yeah. And at least not making these kind of silly mistakes or errors that, you know, the old cliche coach killers were kind of creeping into a game a bit at the beginning of the season. Um, obviously COVID, you know, she was one of these players that got COVID quite early and I think just took a while to kind of get out of that wee slump. Um, but yeah, she's my wing attack again this week. Who's uh, starting at centre for Storm's team of the week? It's um, her little buddy in the centre position at the Stars, Mila Ruelu Buchanan. And if you've never watched a game in it, we'll watch the Stars tomorrow night and just you know use your eyes to follow Mila around the court. She is a pocket rocket. Um, she plays with so much flair. She's the type of player that will do this beautiful feed and like flick her fingers out after she's <laughs> passed it and run back to the centre circle like clapping herself. Um, <laughs> her energy is just awesome and like I love that about her. And she's playing some damn good netball. Um, is it frustrating playing against someone who's absolutely cooking you but also doing that? Totally. <laughs> Brooke Lever, an old magic shooter, actually used to do that and she does some commentary for Sims. Yeah, so, commentator for SCNZ. Yeah, so next time she's in here, you can tell her that she used to shoot a shot, it would swish, and she'd go, yeah! And like, do this <laughs> massive clap and walk back to the circle. Um, and we all, if you were on her team, you're like, that's the coolest thing ever. But yeah. if you're against it, you'd just be like, oh my God, this kid. You're killing me. You're killing me. Um, but Mila is the new age Brooke Lever, and she's fun to watch. So she's my centre this week. Who's playing wing defence for Storm's team of the week? Flash Gordon. It's Manny Gordon from the Pulse. Um, another one who I love watching play. She's coming back from an Achilles injury, a knee niggle. And, you know, she's played a bit of wing attack, a bit of centre this season. But I think she's really cemented herself in that wing D position. Um, just having a look at the stats, as I do, you know, she had a number in every single category across the board so she's just the everywhere girl and yeah loving what she's doing you love your stats um if we keep going back in the defensive third we're going goal keep goal d we'll go goal d first 
Um, I've just looked at my <laughs> my defensive circle. It's very aging. Uh, oh, rugged. I've, mm, I've gone with Liana DeBrain. Hey! Yeah, I just think um, for someone who hasn't trained or played competitive netball for three years now, um, she's come out and played full games back-to-back, week after week. And, you know, she's 44, maybe? That's ridiculous. Yeah. Like, I retired at 27 because I was an old lady. Ooh. Like, what does that say about her and me? We talked to her a few weeks ago on the show, didn't we? Yes, we did. And she seemed like she was fine as well. I know. Not not a care in the world yeah. or her body anyway. She's totally fine. You've so. still got um, ice on your knees today. I know. <laughs> You're right, I do. Uh, so, you know, she just blows my mind. And she's also a top-notch human. And I think the magic, I think I said this at the top of the show, when she's on court, everyone around her plays better. So um, that tells you all you need to know about Liana DeBrain. Um, we're going to move back to your final selection uh, of the week at Gold Key. Sorry for saying it was an ageing circle, but I've gone with Anna Harrison from the Stars. Uh, another one, I think she must be 37 maybe. I, I will say that uh, my partner and I were watching, uh, the game must have been on the other night, and um, my missus said, is that Anna Harrison? <laughs> exactly. <laughs> yeah. She's She's been a netball, left netball, been a netball, left netball. You know, she's played international beach volleyball. Uh, she's had three children. She's got three children. Um, nine games against the Magic, six games against the Steel. Uh, we ho- heard Helene Wilson talk about, talking about Ali Timu before and how th- they had to target her down that defensive end. It's because of the work Anna Harrison is doing behind her to allow Ali to go for these magnificent intercepts. But... Um, Nine, ga- nine games against the Magic, I'm pretty sure all nine of those were just deflections because she's so, we used to call her a prey mantis. Like her <laughs> arms are just like going that's everywhere. A, that's a great description. It's, it's, yeah, she's fun to watch um, and playing some sub- sublime netball. And I really hope she doesn't go anywhere next season. So only one more week of Storm's um, team of the week. Yeah. And then are we, because I know that Ben's been keeping tally on um, on who you've been selecting. I almost feel like maybe next week, maybe that's it now. Because I could do like a finals team of the Kelly week. Kelly, jury. <laughs> <laughs> what was that? <laughs> Sounds like you. It did sound like me. Kelly, bloody jury. <laughs> um, is she, is she, that sounds to me like she's she going to be. She must be my winner. She must be captain. Let's not tease it though, because we're going to talk about that next week. With only three teams playing between now and the next show. It it's not fair. Seems unfair. It's not fair. Yeah. Um, so I think we do like a full season wrap next week and then maybe I'll do a finals MVP. Okay. Well, I, How do you feel about that? Well, I love it. Um, I'm just excited to see who you've been picking each week. And I think that we should make the votes uh, public as well. These yeah. players should know how many times they were nominated yeah. by you because I love the fact that you are still close <laughs> with a lot of these people. Uh, and I would love for it to be out there on social media, who you picked and who you didn't pick. I'd really like to think that they just wouldn't care at all about my opinion and who I've picked. The only one who I think would care would be Gina, and maybe that's why I've picked her so many times. <laughs> <laughs> We're going to find out whether she's uh, she's made that list uh, or not later on. One of the greatest uh, things I think about this stage of the season, this has been my biggest complaint of the ANZ Premiership all year, is that the because of all the disruption with the games... The schedule on the website is out of chronological order. Oh, I know. It's yeah, it's been really tough to follow. I'll give you that one, actually. Even I've struggled. Not just that, but it just it drives my OCD into overdrive. Yeah. I mean, I just can't deal with, you know, 
it didn't. It really didn't make much sense to me. So they, their opinion behind it was that they were just keeping the games in the rounds that they were played in. Do you know what I mean? I get that. I so understand if, that. If you were a proper netball nerd like me, you would know. Ah, yes, that game was supposed to be round four. It's now round eight, but I remember that was round four. So I'll just scroll up to round four. It just seems Come to on, me. Like, I, I know. <laughs> I, look, I realise this is a me problem, but I just feel like. Uh, they didn't want to change the Excel spreadsheet they had on their Not that on the hard, website. right? <laughs> I have a bone to pick with the competition as well, actually. Okay. So, the draw. Uh, mm. Not the draw, sorry, the table. Not in chronological order. <laughs> I mean, <laughs> technically, not really. If you go from, if you were to put the wins um, column mm. as your top column, wins Central Pulse, 10. Northern Stars, 11. Mm-hmm. Northern Mystics, 9. That was the order of the table. But and how many wins did I say the Stars had? One more than the Pulse. 11? Yeah. The Pulse had 10 wins. So how did the Pulse end up on the top of the table? Can I answer that? Yes. Fewer losses? Bonus points. Ah. Nope, they had more losses. So okay. Th- it's just, so they, so, so the, within, if Explain you get, the points waiting to me then. <laughs> if you get within five, yeah. you get a bonus point. Five in netball is still a bit of a thrashing. It should almost be three. If you get within three, I'd understand. But more my point is, so the Stars and the Pulse finished on equal points overall. Mm-hmm. Three points for a win, one point for a bonus point. They both finished on 34 points. So the count back should be who had more wins, right? You would think so. It's not. It's who about won who, more games of netball? It, yeah, exactly. But it's not. It's about goal differential. So the Pulse had more goals for than they did against. I mean, the long... In the long run, that's not going to affect the competition. Well, it means if the Stars get bumped off by the Mystics tomorrow, that means the team who had the most wins in the regular season isn't playing in the final. Wow. I know. That was a whole lot of gibberish. I hope you kept up with my little ramble then. Whoever's in charge of that, uh, lock your door tomorrow if that happens because Storm will be charging down. I just think the Stars should maybe ask some questions. Demanding an explanation. Bonus points. Yeah, Pulse had four bonus points, Stars only one. That's where they went wrong. There needs to be an investigation. Now, we got a text from uh, Michael Holdsworth. He's from Wellington. He wants to know what's the venue for the final. Is it TSB Bank Arena Wellington or Taropraha Arena Porirua? I am 98.7% sure it's in Porirua. On the other 3%, it's definitely... Uh, no, no, no. Is it TSB Bank? It, it's at TSB. Well, I'm only 3% <laughs> sure of that, so... Uh, we'll do some investigation into that. I had a feeling there was some sort of um, conference on at the TSB Arena this weekend and probably something like stamp collecting <laughs> that takes you know prior importance than the ANZ Premiership Netball Final. All right, I'm, we're going to go to a break. I'm going to look up all the stamp uh, collecting conferences in New Zealand, see if any of them uh, are this weekend. Uh, sorry, tomorrow night. It's Centre Pass in focus on SCNZ uh, Storm and Manaya tonight, uh, filling in for Ricardo. And it is our great pleasure to welcome to the show from Pulse, Tiana Maturo. She joins the show now. How are you, mate? Good, thank you. Thanks for having me. That's a story. Thanks for joining us, Tiana. Uh, big week for you guys. First things first, what are your plans for tomorrow night's game? Will you guys get together and watch that one together? I have no idea. I mean, I feel like everyone just stay at their house because it's bloody cold here. But, um, yeah, you know, that might be the plan. Um, might just go catch up with some of the girls down the road. But, um, yeah, nothing's set in stone at the moment. How, how much of an advantage, if, if any, is it um, getting to skip that game and having a, a little bit of a break in what's been such a disjointed season for you? Yeah, it's certainly nice. Um and I told the girls last week when we played that I wouldn't like to play tomorrow because I've got an assignment due, but <laughs> just glad that we get a whole week off, really. 
What's what are you studying, yeah, what's Tiana? Your yeah. Um, just a Bachelor of Arts. So I just have a couple of um history assignments and um Maori assignments due. But so far so good and Netball's ANZ is coming to a close, obviously, at the end of the week, so it be nice to have a week off or something. Sure, you can get someone else to write that essay for you. Hey, hey, hey. <laughs> the trick is make the intro really long and then repeat that for the outro and then you're away laughing. Don't worry, I, I, love, I like that method mm. too. Uh, gosh, you're a talented bunch, New Zealand netballers, very busy ladies. Um, Tiana, <laughs> is there a team you would rather play on Sunday? I know you're going to say... No, I don't really mind. Each is fine, but I want you to tell me straight: who would you rather play on Sunday? Oh, Storm! <laughs> <laughs> you know what? I feel like both teams have their advantages um, in terms of when it comes to them playing us. Like, I feel like we've beaten the Stars before, but they've beaten us the last two times we've played them. So there's certainly a lot of pressure if um, that presents there if we play them on Sunday um, and then obviously we lost by one um, the, I think it was when they had their full lineup when the Mystics had their full lineup so um, yeah it would be interesting to play them again when they've got a full lineup um, but equally it would be really tough so I honestly can't tell you all I know is that it's going to be a really big game and regardless of who it is the same amount of pressure will be riding on it um, so yeah <laughs> I'll accept that answer. Don't worry. Um, for people who you know <laughs> haven't been following um, the season too closely, I guess they'll look at your last game on Friday and see that you beat the Pol- uh, the Mystics, uh, fifty eight to forty. Can you guys take anything mm-hmm. from that match, or you just kind of forget about it and and look back at other matches? Well, statistically speaking, it was a pretty tidy match from us in terms of not throwing the ball away much. So that's probably a positive. Um, and they still had the majority of their defensive end. So for us as, as an attacking unit, that's probably um, really promising heading into this weekend. But um, And also they had some really good moments in their attacking end too. Obviously it was just, um, I think we got a buffer in the third quarter. So um, I suppose from that perspective, there are a few positives, but um, they're obviously not going to be the same team once they've got their full lineup in and the ball's going to get into the circle a lot quicker. So... Um, we'll just be prepared for whatever, I suppose. And, um, yeah, we're, we're just excited to play in front of our home um, our fans. Yeah, and just to point out a mistake I made earlier that will be played at TSB Arena on Sunday, not Porirua, like I mistakenly said moments ago. Uh, Tiana is a pretty <laughs> handy, accurate shooter yourself. Uh, how did you feel about Phoenix Karaka leaving your side and heading down to the Mystics shooting circle on Friday? I mean, it was quite nice not having someone so aerial down there. <laughs> but um, she's obviously um, really dominant and really key in their defensive end. So I would say that there was certainly a change. Um, the dynamic could feel a little bit different when she moved down to the shooting, um, <laughs> shooting circle. Um, her stats obviously weren't like her 100% shooting in the, um, like the previous match. Um but, you know, she's versatile. That's what we've seen. She absolutely is. Uh, you mentioned before, you know, uni assignment due on Wednesday, maybe looking forward to the season all wrapping up on Sunday. Has it felt longer and more drawn out this year, even though that might not necessarily be in the case, but just with all the COVID, um, you know, delays and whatnot, mm. how has the season felt like as a whole for you? 
Yeah, I suppose it's been a little bit different. Um, obviously, we had a sort of change in dynamics in 2020 when we had to go to Auckland for about six, five or six weeks or something, or however long it was, I can't quite remember, but we played multiple games um, and it was quite compressed. But I suppose this year, just with um, games being postponed, it's probably a little bit annoying, but in some cases it's, um, it's been quite nice. Um, and we had, I think we were pretty lucky that most of our team got COVID at the start of the season and no one's managed to catch anything. And fingers crossed it stays that way <laughs> um, heading into this weekend. Um, but yeah, everyone, and I suppose, you know, we had injuries as well to manage at the start of the season and we're still kind of managing load as well. Um, but yeah, I, I, I'd say it's been just a different season as a whole, but all the girls are... Um, just trucking along, so yeah. Yeah, wild season that that you'd even have to mention the fact that you, you know, all got COVID as a group early on is actually an advantage. I mean, <laughs> I think we forget how bizarre and disrupted this season has uh, has been. Before we get you out of here, and thank you very much for your time, Tiana. We're going to go through a few uh, quick fire questions here that we go through with all of our guests. What was the last song you played on okay. Spotify? Oh, um, I think it was Kanye West. Touch the sky. <laughs> nice. nice. Banger. Uh, go-to comfort food? My go-to comfort food is a soft serve from Macca's. <laughs> oh, when the machine's working. Uh, what is your favourite sport yeah. other than netball? <laughs> My favourite sport other than netball is either league or basketball. Um, well, it's a great time of year to be uh, Tiana Maturo then. Uh, what is the most famous person, uh, who is the most famous person that you've met? Um, oh, gosh. Mum, I'm on an interview. Sorry. <laughs> <laughs> um, I don't know. My, not my mum. Your mum, surely, my, yeah. <laughs> my Uncle Buck. <laughs> I don't know. Uh, Uncle, Bu- Uncle Buck's not a bad one. Um, what's your favourite all-time movie? Um, my favourite all-time movie is 10 Things I Hate About You. Nice. And finally, this one you might not have uh, at hand. What is your Uber rating? <laughs> oh, oh, God, I don't know. <laughs> H- higher than Storms. We'll accept <laughs> probably, that. <laughs> probably higher than mine. Tiana's very polite. <laughs> it's, it's out of five, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to say a five. Yeah. yeah. That's exactly what we would have guessed as well. Uh, Tiana Maturo, thank you very much for your time tonight and best of luck tomorrow night. Sorry. Sunday night. Sunday night. (laughs) Thanks, Tiana. (laughs) See ya. Uh, Tiana's mum is obviously why Tomanu, the great Silver Ferns coach. Pretty scary lady in netball. So, you know, she'd be up there. And not, a, famous. not a bad one for uh, yeah, most famous person that you might have <laughs> met. Um, we've got about a minute left on the show. It's been an absolute privilege to sit in here alongside you, Storm. Um, what is your prediction for tomorrow night? Look, I'm predicting a Stars win, I think, at home. Um, I think, yes, Grace Wickey's back. That's fantastic. I'm not sure if she will be at 100%. And if I was the stars, I would, you know, I'd be targeting that pretty hard. I'd try to get into her head a little bit, rough up the... a little bit. You know, just be like, oh, you're, you're, you're hobbling a little yeah, bit there, Grace. Are you all right? You're good. <laughs> um, but if Grace is feeling fine and she's up to it, then who knows? You know, it'll be a close one. Really looking forward to it.
Well, that's going to be out at uh, your favourite arena, it sounds like, the Bruce Pullman Arena. Great spot. Get out there and tuck in any if you're around, guys. It's a good time. 7.15pm uh, tomorrow. Looking forward to watching all of that. Thanks very much for, for allowing me to be in here tonight, Storm. Thanks for stepping in. And thanks to all you for, uh, for listening to another episode of uh, SCNZ's Centre Pass. We'll see you next week. Well, Storm will.